Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we need you more. More of you in our lives. More of you, Lord, in every moment of our lives. Lord, we pray, O oh God, that even right now, let there be an overflowing, O oh God, into each and every one of us. Lord, let every person this morning, Lord, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you that you are here. We thank you, and Lord, that you are doing your work in each and every one of us. So, Lord, we bless you. We praise you. Lord, continue to do even a deeper work in our lives right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Morning, church. We all need the Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen. And the Holy Spirit is not just about just speaking in tongues. It's not just, you know, about some, you know, goosebump feelings. But the Holy Spirit is, is always there with us. He is real. Amen. And, and Jesus said that, you know, He goes to the Father so that He can send the Holy Spirit to us. And He's a seal upon our lives for that day of redemption. The Holy Spirit is so important. Amen. In each and every one of us. Hallelujah. God is a good God, amen? You know, our faith qualifies us for a race. Paul said that, you know, I fought the good fight and I finished the race. So God has placed us, every one of us, in a race. Everybody said race. And, you know, whether you're running fast or you're running slow, you know, there will be times where you will celebrate victories. There will be times that you will take stock of the defeats that you go through. But whatever it is, keep on going. Amen? Don't stop. You know, a lot of times people, you know, in, in victories they stop or in defeats they stop. But God is telling us to, to keep on running until the day when we meet Him face to face. Amen? So it's important that all of us need to catch this in our hearts that God is placing us here, you know, in this race is to refine us. And even right now, God is still refining us. Amen? Because we keep on going. We need to keep on going. Turn to your neighbor and encourage your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, keep on going. Hallelujah. You know, let's turn to Exodus chapter 23 this morning. And let's start reading from verse 20. And it says this, God told Moses this, Behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in the way and to prepare you in the into the place which I have prepared. Beware of him and obey his voice. Do not provoke him, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. In verse 22, But if you indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. For my angel will go before you and bring you into, bring you into the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites, Canaanites and the Hevites and the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. You shall not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do according to their works, but you shall utterly overthrow them and completely break down their sacred pillars. In verse 25, So you shall serve the Lord your God, and He will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days and I will send my fear before you. I will cause confusion among, 
all the people to whom you come and will make all your enemies turn their backs to you. And I will send hornets before you, which shall drive out the Hevite, the Canaanite, and the Hittite from before you. In verse 29, I will not drive them out from before you in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out from before you and you will have increased until you have increased and you inherit the land. Amen? So here, God gave the Israelites the promise of occupying the promised land. They came out from Egypt and they were a people that was, that were, uh, that was enslaved, but now God is saying that you're going to enter into a new dimension of your life, into the promised land that God has promised to their forefathers even 400 years before, to Abraham, all the way back to Abraham because of the covenant that God made with Abraham. So God was about to do that in their lives and they were going into the land that were, that, that, that were filled with the Ikes, all right? The, the Hevites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the, you know, the, the Jebusites, the, the, you know, whatever that we have read, all right? All the Ikes, all right? There were a lot of them. And they were, these people, they were greater than the Israelites naturally and they are more powerful than the Israelites. Without God, it would be impossible for them to drive them out. So God, you know, at the, you know, from the very beginning at verse 20, God gave them that assurance that He will send an angel before them and to keep them in the way and bring them into the place where, which God has prepared for them. And as we read, we have seen just now how, you know, that the, the enemies will bow before them, they will turn their backs before them, and all these are, are wonderful promises. God told them the reward of obedience that they have to obey God. They, will, they, they shall not you know, turn against God, they shall not worship uh, foreign gods, but they will have to be obedient to God. And God also warned them about the perils of disobedience. So it must be balanced. Amen? It must, God tell them, told them that there is a balance. You want all these promises, you have to be obedient. Amen? So there's always a balance to everything. Discipline must be balanced by love, power by character, judgment by grace, blessings by obedience. Everyone wants the nice things in life, but there is a balance to everything to it. Amen? We've got to understand, just as God has shown here, that there needs to be a balance to all these blessings, which is obedience. God wants you to be gifted. I can honestly tell you this, God wants you to be blessed. God wants you to be powerful. God wants you to be successful. How many of you believe that? That God wants you to have that in your life. But there is a balance to that. In verse 29 to verse 30, it says this, I will not drive them out from before you in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. Verse 30, listen to this. Little by little, I will drive them out from before you until you have increased and you inherit the land. It has to be God's timing. It has to be God's way. The NIV version says this. I will not drive them out in a single year because the land will become desolate and the wild animals too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out. Everybody said, little by little. Until you have increased enough, everybody say increase enough, to take possession of the land. So these two, you know, phrases, very important, little by little, 
and increase enough. Progress through promise may not be what we enjoy. Because everyone wants God's promise there and then. God, you know, God doesn't do things according to our liking. He does not bring His promises instantaneously for us. God always follow a process. And the process is for our own good. The progress is not, listen to me, the progress is not at the end of the finishing line. The progress is on the way to the finish line. What is at the end of the finish line is the reward. Progress is on the way to the finish line. We progress well, the reward will be awaiting us. And as we go through this process, God is helping us to progress. Because if the land were to be given to the people instantaneously, they cannot handle it. Then the beasts will be too numerous. It will be difficult for them. You know, it's one thing that you fight against humans, it's another thing to fight against beasts. Because normally beasts, they multiply faster than humans. Yeah? So God, here, He told the people that I will not drive them out before you in one year. All of us, we love that God would do it instantaneously. That within this one year, everything is going to grow. But you see, sometimes we feel that God is slowing down on His part. But God does that for our good. Is it, the question is, is it that God is not able? No. It's because there is this factor that there will be things that will become too numerous for us. There will be beasts in our lives that we cannot handle. Here, we see that God indicates the process will take, will take some time because other problems could arise. The beasts will be too much to handle. He does that because God loves us more for who we are than what we do. Don't fall into the trap of Matthew chapter 21 where these people came before Jesus Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, it says this, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, for he, who, he do, for he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. You see, verse 22 is ideal for every Christian to cast out demons, to, you know, to heal the sick, it's ideal. How many of us, we want that? When we pray for someone, we say, the person get healed. We love that. Isn't it right? Yeah? Cast out demons. Prophesy. Healing the sick. But Jesus is telling us that all this is not the most important thing. We don't want to end up with verse 23, that I never knew you. Greatness does not begin with what we do, but who we are. Our identity overshadows our achievements. God is, never gonna, is not going to be impressed by what we achieve. Titles and functions have a lifespan. No matter what titles you have, no matter what achievements you have, 
it has a lifespan. Your function has a lifespan. If we bang on that, these things will disappoint us. At the end of the day, it is relationship that matters. If you think that your title is so important, I can assure you, when you live up to your retirement age, that title is going to be removed from you. If you think that your function is, is, is so important, I tell you, one day if you can't function anymore, you'll be totally lost. At the end of the day, it's not all these other things that's important. You know, and even when Jesus' disciples sent out and, and they were casting out demons and they came back, they were filled with joy. They came to Jesus and told Jesus that, you know, we, we did all this in your name and demons obey us. Jesus said, do not rejoice in this, but re rather rejoice because your names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Yeah. That your names are recorded in heaven. So God is really at the end of the day is looking for that relationship with us. So when God brought the children of Israel and God, you know, told them that little by little, it is a progression of that relationship of knowing who God is in their lives. So every time when we come before God and we, we have these promises of God upon our lives and we so focus on it and we think that that's everything, let me tell you what, the progress is more important than the reward. Because God wants us to know Him even in a deeper manner than to get more things than Him. Our value and confidence begins with who we are in Christ, not what we can do for Him. The doing comes after the knowing. See, friends, God values us for, He values us more for who we are than what we do. Just think about Jesus dying on the cross. Did He die for you because of what you can, go, you can do for Him? I don't think so. In fact, I believe that it's because of what we did that He has to come to die for us. You, you understand what I'm getting at? Jesus died for, for you and I because of who we are. He did not come to establish a religion. He came to establish a relationship with us. He did not come to, to establish the, the empowerment so that, you know, from that moment onwards, you know, Christianity is going to be birthed. But He wants that relationship with us. Driving all these Jebusites, the Hevites, the Canaanites, the Perizites, all this is a simple matter to God. Driving them out is simple. But we need to ask ourselves, more importantly, it was not the people that's going to be the issue. The, the issue is going to be the beast. Because God says that the beast will be too numerous for you to handle. It was not the people. Follow through with me. Can we handle the beast of the land? What are the beasts in our lives? Sometimes God is, you know, is somehow to us is slowing down His promise. But because there are beasts in our lives that needs to be dealt with. It's not the people. It's the beasts in our lives. Why must it be little by little? And God says, until you have increased enough. That means there is that preparation that you must be ready for that. Little by little. Everybody, you know, just turn to someone next to you, tell the person little by little. This morning, I'm going to share with you three points. Why must it be little by little? Number one, 
The first reason is that the importance of readiness. Success is already there, just as the promised land it was already there. But there are steps to get there. Readiness will cultivate maturity. How many people you know that because of immaturity has robbed them away from what is good in their lives? See, success is a double-edged sword. It can either empower you or impoverish you. That's what success does. It can either empower you or make you poorer. Many go from glory to godlessness because of success. I've seen so many people that, you know, when, when they started off, they trust God, they, they, they depend on God, and they, you know, they serve, and then when success comes, they are just too busy for church. Because they have some business meetings somewhere, or, you know, they have to play golf somewhere, they have to, you know, do this, and they are not in church anymore. You see, friends, if defeats and failures have claimed its thousands, instant success has claimed its tens of thousands. Second Chronicles chapter 26, verse 15 to 16 says this, Uzziah's fame spread far and wide, for he was greatly helped. Who helped him? God. Until he became powerful. But after Uzziah became powerful, his pride led to his downfall. You see, friends, when you don't have, you will always be in a place of dependence. But God wants us to learn and or to continue on in our lives, no matter how successful we are, to be always be dependent on Him. Pride is the beast that can destroy your life. If we are not careful, when this seeps in, and we begin to think, oh, it's all our doing so we can enjoy the fruits of our labor. But I can honestly tell you this, as believers in Christ, we need to keep on going. Don't just celebrate the victories. Don't just take stock of the defeats. The thing is this, we need to keep on going because little by little builds character. God wants to build character in our lives. So maybe this morning you are, you are sitting here and you're thinking, God, why hasn't my breakthrough come yet? Why, you know, you have promised me this and all these things, you know, it's not, it's not coming to pass yet. I want to encourage you. Let God deal with your character. If we, have, if we keep on having that whole entire mindset that God must do it instantaneously, oh God, you know, I want this, you give it to me. I want to be healed, you give it to me. I want that breakthrough, I want that this and that. And God has to give it to you. I tell you what, your character is questionable. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, it's not what God can do for you that's important. It's who God is in your life. I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Amen? The importance of readiness. Trusting God. Maybe some of you praying, God, how come until now I still don't have a girlfriend? I'm still not in a relationship. Well, character is needed. You need to be ready. The importance of readiness. Little by little. How's your relationship with people? How's your relationship with your family? How's your relationship with your parents? How's your relationship with, with your CG leader? It's important. Little by little. You can ask every wife here in this place that 
is their husband perfect? They can honestly, you ask my wife. My wife will tell you, no. Because the fact is this, we are still being changed. We are still, little by little, being built up in our character to become a better husband and a better person as well. Amen? So, little by little is about readiness. Secondly, little by little, why little by little? It's because of the importance of trusting God. When there is divine ordinance, there will be divine providence. So when everything that, has, you know, that God has, has given to you, it must be God's ways. It cannot be halfway through, become your own way. Don't start off knowing that it is God, but you end up being about self. That's what happens. When, oh God, we want to do this, oh God, bless me, so that I can become a blessing. But you know what? When God blesses you, the only blessing or the only blessing that you become or you, 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 you become to is to yourself. You're just focusing on your own self. Don't start in the spirit and end up in the flesh. Paul warns the Galatians about this. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 3. If you are not careful, you become self-dependent and no longer God-dependent. Don't be blessed till you are too busy for God. You have all your, your schedule lined up, your every day, your phone, you know, a moment it, it switches on, it's all your, your, your appointments one after another, this meeting after another, but you have no time for God. And then you wonder why you don't grow. And you wonder why you are not drawn closer to God. Friends, God must always be a priority in our lives. The importance of trusting God. Why trusting God is so crucial? Because when we learn to trust God, we will keep up the pace with God. If there's no trust with God, then we can't keep up with what God is doing in our lives. So little by little is to keep up the pace with God. If you want to run with God, you've got to understand that trusting Him is so crucial. Amen? Little by little. Little by little. I, you know, when I look back at, at what God has been doing in our church, I thank God that we, don't, we didn't start off like this. It was little by little by little. Because God has a great plan for each and every one of us. He's doing this for our own good. Because He's making us ready. He's teaching us to trust Him. Amen? And then third point, the importance of future. Everybody said future. What you do now is not everything. If you try on recognition and achievements, you will be stuck in the present. Because yeah. if you think that your titles and your achievements are so important, you know what? You're just living in the present. You're not living for your future. Your destiny is not, what you, is not what you sow to your present. Your destiny is what you sow into your future. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 to 21 says this do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also so jesus is saying your treasure is in the future it's not 
now, but it is to come. So don't store up treasures here on earth. But store up treasures in heaven. Where is heaven? It's in the future. Amen? So God is saying, store up your treasure for your future. Not just living for the moment. Little by little is important because people need to change their thinking and their actions for their future. Because what you need to become in the future is important to be able to adjust to what God has prepared for you. Change happens when little adjustments are made. So little by little, there are steps toward your destiny. I thank God that God does not just show us like everything and then expect us to find our way. But it's little by little. We are sowing into our future. And we really thank God that as, as we, you know, we have seen how the church have grown, how, you know, we, we have started off where, you know, so many of us, when we were just students, so many of you were students when this church first started and we were, we were so poor. But you know what? You sow into your future. You believe that even with the little that you have, you gave God the best. That you know, you, you know that this is, is a covenant that you have with God. That you give because it's out of covenant, it's not out of convenience. So when you gave, you sow into your future. And I still remember those days where, where our, our, you know, our finance uh, 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 head came to me and told Pastor, you know, it's tough. This month, we really have to tighten our belts because we, we really you know, can't afford. We, it's, 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 it's tough. But you know, I told her, you know what? It's going to be okay. Because when we get our attitude right, it all starts with the little by little in our lives. We don't have millionaires. We don't have, you know, even that time, we don't even have thousandaires, all right? In that sense. But we were just, you know, poor. But we chose to honor God. And today we look back, we thank God because we sow into our future. And many of these people right now, man, they, they are higher up in, in, in where they are working and they keep on sowing into their future. I thank God that they have grown, you know, even in their career and they have grown even in their covenant with God. In this area of giving, they, they, they keep on giving because they know that what is in the present right now is just that little steps towards the future that God has for their lives. Because that is so crucial that we need to take this little by little until we have increased enough. Why God is, is slowing it down for you? Because you need to increase enough. You must be ready. It is not that God can't handle it. The question is, can you handle it? Are you frustrated that things don't go your way? Let me tell you what, if you take little by little, you will get there. Trust God that He loves you. And as you obey Him, you will get there. Little by little, but surely you will get there. If you, you know, I want to encourage you, even though it's, it's tough, but that little by little, that preparation, that progress is important because the readiness for what is to come is crucial. If we are not ready, the beast 
will be too numerous for us to handle. Pride, elitism, self-sufficiency will all come in because we think that it's done by our own self. If you ask me today, Pastor, how, you know, how the church have grown to where it is today, I can honestly tell you this, it's only through God. I don't have a formula that we can follow. But all I know is that little by little, I know that this that we have right now is a little towards what God has installed for us for the future. So little by little. So if you are frustrated with whatever that's happening in your life right now, it could be your career, your finance, or whatsoever it is, your relationship, but let me tell you, keep on going. Don't stop. Don't, you know, don't just, you know, just because of little victory and you stop there and you celebrate, you, have, you forget that what lies ahead is your future or some defeat and you stay there. Let me tell you what, what is to come is more important than what it is in the present. Don't get stuck in the present because our destiny is not in the present. Our destiny is in the future. Little by little, we will get there. Amen? Even in our walk with God, little by little. How many of us, we, we pray three hours a day? How many of us pray one hour a day? But you know what? That hour starts when you begin that little by little. When you spend 10 minutes in prayer with God. And the 10 minutes become 20 minutes. The 20 minutes become 30. It's always little by little. None of us are gifted in, in the sense that overnight we become wow. How many of you have read the Bible in just one, one go? Come on. Any one of you? Let's be honest. That you just open Genesis chapter 1 and then you read all the way until Revelation. At one go, no, right? Some of us take a year. Some of us take more than a year. Okay, let me ask you, how many of you have read the Bible in one year? Have you have done it before? Alright, it's few of How many of you have read the Bible in two years? How many of you even read the Bible? Alright, because <laughs> you're like, come on, it's that little by little. I remember when I first, you know, came to know Christ, I don't, I don't even know what, what is chapter, what is verse. When people say John 3.16, what is John 3.16? Then only someone told me it's John chapter 3, verse 16. And I say, How which page is that? Then I say, No, you turn first you turn to the book of John, then you look at chapter 3, and then you look further down, and then 16 is the verse. So, oh. I began to read. I read one by you know, chapter by chapter, chapter by chapter. Some days, I could read six chapters in the morning, six chapters in the night. Some days, you know, one chapter in the morning, one chapter in the night. Sometimes, you know, just two chapters in the whole entire day, but little by little. And then I finish reading the Bible. Little by little. How do I learn to pray? It's little by little. Praying, you know, I still remember that awkwardness of, of being in a prayer meeting and, and so many adults and I'm, I'm, you know, just a young person. I don't even know how to pray. But I start off with just single line prayer. God, help us. We need you. Amen.
little by little. Here this morning, we, I was praying with, with a 12-year-old girl and, you know, in, in our prayer meeting. And, and you know, it's just amazing the, the kind of, of the heart and the attitude, the innocence, little by little. She may not be able to phrase, you know, prayer as, as you know, some of uh, adults do. But, you know, her, her prayer is somehow just so sincere. When you say, let's pray for Malaysia. You know, some would pray, oh God, you know, you hold the whole nation in your hands and, you, and she just pray, God, please let the hot weather go away in Jesus' name. <laughs> so I stood there, it's like, wow, that's really sincere, right? Yeah. Yeah, on one hand, we are like, you know, the, you know, more important things to pray, but our desire is that the hot weather will go away. Come on. But it's that little by little. Friends, maybe some of us have not been doing our quiet time. We have not, you know, spent time with God. But it's little by little. Start today. Spend that few moments with God. Little by little. If I were to tell you, friends, tonight, go back, spend half an hour reading the Word and half an hour praying. If you have not done that before, I tell you what, you will suffer. You will put your watch there and you pray every three seconds you look at it. Huh? Not yet, huh? not even one minute. But little by little, that's how you build. And I thank God that it's little by little that we get where, where we are today. We get to where we are today. I thank God that church did not start well, with 100 old people. I tell you, it will be overwhelming. The beast will be too much to handle, alright? I'm not saying the people are the beast, alright? Okay. We have to be careful. Friends, what is that little by little in your life this morning that you need to take heed of? What is that little by little until you have increased enough that needs to be done in your life? Someone once told me this. Everyone wants to have a savings account. Everyone will have this dream that every month they, they can put in tens of thousands in, into their savings account. But if you don't start off with the 50, the 100 will not come. If the 100 does not go in, the 1,000 will not go in. <laughs> it's as simple as that. So it's always little by little. It is a process so that in this process, we will find ourselves progressing. And as we progress, as we learn to trust God, we will learn to run with God. Amen? I thank God that when we first came to know Christ, Jesus did not expect us to run with Him. He wants us to walk with Him. As we walk, as we trust Him, our pace gets better, and then we start running with Him. Amen? But a lot of times, people just want to start off, boom. It's going to be very difficult. But it's that little by little is important. What is that little by little in your life that you know that needs to be done? Yeah. A little steps to overcome your struggles. The little steps to overcome your addiction. The little steps 
to overcome your fears little by little little steps until you have increased enough so the assurance is this when you have increased enough the promise to come to pass is ready there the reward is just awaiting you and I amen little by little turn to your neighbor tell your neighbor little by little let's take small steps friends let's take small steps even as we you know our Easter is coming and we you know we have said oh you know invite your friends come on let's start off with just one person always dream more we bring 10 people but I tell you what it starts with that one person who is that one person in your family that needs to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ who is that one friend in your uni that needs to hear who is that one colleague of yours that needs to hear the good news of Jesus Christ can we extend that one to someone Amen friends how about your career that little by little to progress your business that little by little you know, I've talked to so many businessmen and all of them have this dream that when they start off, the first business must be the most successful business that they ever have. I find it amusing because they leave no room for learning because all their mindset is that I've got to make this successful. I tell you what, friends, it's a little by little. we will get there amen we will get there our church will grow little by little we will get there so don't be frustrated don't feel like oh god how come our church don't grow like other churches because we are our we are harvest generation we are who we are because god knows he loves us more for who we are than what we do does it mean that god loves the bigger churches more than he loves us no uh, you know no he loves us the same but it's that little by little so enjoy this journey so if you anything that you you know you can take home from this morning is this enjoy the journey enjoy the journey to your recovery enjoy the journey to your healing enjoy the journey to your breakthrough little by little the enjoyment is not just at the end of the day when you will receive the reward how many of us are, are glad that Paul, the Apostle Paul was our great, you know, is, is, is one of a great example for us? He says to live is Christ and to die is gain. So basically he's just saying this, that no matter how, it's gain anyway. Yeah? It's, it's okay. And his life was filled with all the hardships. But you know what? I thank God that Paul you know, as we have read his, his epistles, he did not walk around like, like, a, like a sad, sour or pickled, you know, uh, person. You get what I mean? Like, oh, you know, I just can't wait to die and then just, you know, just get over it. Yeah, he says, you know, the crown of life that awaits me. Thank God that 
Paul was not like, ah, oh, you know, just like, oh, it's like, it's just oh, so terrible here. But you know what? As you read, you, you can sense that every time when you read his epistles, there's fulfillment because he was doing God's work every day, every moment of his life. The enjoyment is found in the progress. So it's the same with us. Sometimes our mindset is this, you know, a picture of a Christian is like straight away, boom. You know what? Holiness is a process. We live, we thank God that Jesus Christ, by the blood of Jesus, we are cleansed. But yet, it's still a process for us to grow. How many of you don't sin anymore? I'm glad that we are humans, right? How many of you have not upset God? None of us dare to say that because we know that it is a process. So enjoy this journey, friends. Enjoy this journey with God. Maybe you're on the way to your breakthrough. Enjoy that journey. Don't just find the enjoyment at the end of the journey, but find it while we are getting there. That's what I'm trying to say this morning as we run this race. Enjoy the moment. Yeah. Those of you who are studying, enjoy every moment. Enjoy the classes, enjoy the fun, enjoy the exams. Then the neighbor tell your neighbor, enjoy the exams, all right? Because this is part and parcel. Some of you are like, oh, no, no. <laughs> because your enjoyment, a reward is not just getting the degree, it's what comes with the degree. It's the same, it's not the reward. It is what comes with the reward. If you get the reward because of obedience, which is more precious, the reward or the obedience? It's obedience. Because the reward is just one of the expressions of the obedience in your life. Amen? You guys okay? So enjoy this journey. Amen? The amazing thing about little by little until you have increased enough it's not like God is sitting there waiting passively for us to get ready but the amazing thing is that God is actively leading us through little by little even in that that little by little little by little God is there Amen so don't underestimate this little by little in your life. You know, I, I know you guys, that you know that I, I, I love watches and you know, I'm always being fascinated by watches and I can just, you know, just look at a watch and, 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 and just enjoy the, the, the watch. Why? Because every time when I see the, the second hand move, even though it's so minute, it's just one second, what is that? But as I think about it, that one second, as it passes, it shaves off one second from our life expectancy. Even though it's so little, but yet it is so important in our lives. Just as that one second passed, that one second is lesser in our life. So what I'm trying to say is this. Even as we take little steps, little 
by little to overcome that pain, little by little to overcome that, that, that issue or, or that what. I tell you what, it will lessen the bigger burden that you are carrying little by little. And the wonderful thing is this, God is there with you. Amen. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, God is there with you. Amen. Little by little. Tell your neighbor, little by little. But we will get there. You will get there. Amen. You believe that? Come on, you believe that? Let's give praise to Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Oh, we praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's pray even as we, you know, close this service. Father, we thank you that you're always working in our lives. That even right now, little by little, Lord, you are helping us towards the destiny that you have for us, towards the promise that you have for us. So Lord, we thank you, O God, Lord, that you are always there with us. So there's nothing that's going to be impossible with you. And we thank God. We thank you because that it takes little by little to get there. Lord, we pray that as we take the little steps, Lord, that we will find our enjoyment with you and in you, O God. So Lord, thank you. We pray that be with us even as we go from this place. May the love of the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us. In the name of Jesus, we pray and everyone say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. This sermon has been brought to you by Harvest Generation Church. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged.